That's why over-under cable coiling is so important. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So that opening line was compliments of uh, Doug McPherson, who apparently said that in real life and uh, confused everybody around him. But I wanted to uh, validate his uh, his thoughts. And uh, anytime people like bring up like inside joke things about this show, it always is fun to me because it's, I yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is happening outside of the vacuum of you and me looking at each other in a Zoom call. Right. Right. So. Yes, it's always it's always delightful. Something like that comes up. Indeed, uh, we are uh, recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, have you partaken in any festivities? I see you are wearing green. I am wearing green, and there was a silly it's office a lovely, thing. Lovely strapless number you got there. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I don't. I wanted to go formal for you. Um, the, of course. Uh, we, you know, my office did a best green stuff thing, including us remote workers. So we all sent in pictures mm-hmm. of ourselves wearing green and. I took the opportunity to turn all my hue lights, my colored lamps behind me here in my in my office, turn them all green, and so I was green in the green world, and it was uh, it was something fantastic. About you, did you go party? Well, um, Amber was uh, traveling for business uh, over the past couple of days, so she came home this afternoon, and so we just did stuff at the house. Um, we're really close with our next door neighbors. And, um, the, uh, our, the, the lady next door is, uh, is pregnant. And so her husband did not have anybody to partake in festivities. So we, uh, we did Irish car bombs out in our drive. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. So that was fun. That's good. Um, but yeah, just, just hanging out at the house. Uh, I will say I'm very proud of this. This shirt that I'm wearing, uh, is a medium. And I was like, I haven't worn this in a while. And I put it on and it fit. Nice. So good for me. Nice. You get, you know, those holiday shirts that you wear. I actually have a, I, I have a St. Patrick's shirt that says, kiss me. I'm Irish-ish. Nice. Which I thought was like kind of good. I don't know if the, um, the, the me part gives it away, but I am, I'm pretty, pretty Irish. Yeah. Yeah. My mother's maiden name is O'Callaghan. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So quite Irish. Indeed. Quite a toy. Yeah. So, um, any gigs this week? No. Well, I did the trivia last night. It was, uh, it was a, it was a home run. Fill, filled the place up. Um, had a good time. And, uh, you know, it was two thousands to now. So it was full of, um, people of that era who had not been before. Mm-hmm. Just saw, saw, I was actually had three tables of newbies, which is pretty rare. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. They'll, they'll be back. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I've not done any uh, gigging per se. I did do like an hour and a half of live streaming last night on TikTok hmm. uh, because I hit 7,000 followers and my wife was out of town and I had nothing better to do. So I was like, why not? Nice. Um, getting it set up was, was a lot trickier. I didn't have like enough time to like troubleshoot everything. So I was like definitely failing in um, like in real time to like get my signal chain all dialed in and all that. That was fun. Uh, got it all sorted. The, uh, the Irish stream, uh, still crushing it. And, um, 
I'm having a bit of an issue with it, and I'm trying to reach out to IK Multimedia to see if they have any insight as to what exactly is going on, uh, but I've not heard back from them. Uh, let's see what else. I would think after the, the after uh, your complete like rave review, they'd be following you closely to make sure you were well taken care of. That's I don't think so. I, I'm not the only person who's having this issue, um, but there doesn't seem to be any known situation about how to fix basically what happens is that it just periodically the sound just cuts out it's like momentary it's like it's it's not uh it's not super bad but it's bad enough that i noticed it happened like five or six times over the course of an hour Mm. um and i'm not sure what the deal is and uh i'm not the only person experiencing it but there doesn't seem to be any sort of like firmware updates or drivers or anything available that address it so i'm hoping to hear back from them yeah because I, I i really like it i use it all the time it would be great if it did what it was supposed to right right would you consider that a fatal flaw for it i mean it's got one job i mean yeah but the problem again it's the it's the alternative right which is nothing right it is the only show in town um so that, I mean, they kind of got you there. Yeah. But I would love if it didn't do that. Sure, sure. It would make, it would, it would make things yeah, better maybe, for me maybe personally. Maybe they'll have a trick for you. Another cool thing that, ha- uh, well, it's, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> but w- there's some, there was some gear stuff that kind of came down the uh, pike the past couple of days. Uh, the one that I literally saw just before we started recording is that Dante is now M1 uh, supported, which... Uh, for somebody who has a Dante card that's been sitting in a box for the past few months, uh, waiting to go into their X32, I'm very excited about that proposition. And before we hit the record button, you spent a little time uh, unpacking some of that terminology for me. Why don't you just re- replay that? Yeah, so Dante is a um, is a way to send audio over a network cable. So instead of having a bunch of XLRs or... Uh, AES or well, I mean, it is kind of like AES because it's the same kind of cable, but uh, Dante's over literal like Cat five, Cat six cables, so you can um, you can send things between devices, laptops, other uh, pieces of gear. Uh, they do have hardware decoders so that you can you know transfer things back and forth. Uh, but anything that's got a Dante interface can uh, send audio over the network. And then for computers, they have this thing called Dante Virtual Sound Card, which allows you to. Uh, route audio out of things like DAWs or or Ableton Live uh, to send uh, multi-track audio out from a computer directly into a mixer. So instead of having a big interface with a bunch of outputs, uh, you can use just a standard Ethernet cable. It's very cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played and with it yet. We'll but be the, implementing that soon. The, um, the ElectroVoice Evolve 50M speakers that I have can talk to each other over a cat five. And they said, you know, it's not, it's not ethernet. It's our own proprietary protocol, but, mm-hmm. um, but a similar thing, like you can do a very, very long run and um, it's one, one cable, you know, probably, probably want a shielded one, but yeah, it seems yeah. like a, it seems like a really uh, convenient thing. So. Yeah. The other funny uh, conversation we had before we came on uh, online was talking about this, you know, this big deal that Fender made about their <laughs> new production model. They're like the first new design in Herbie Flurby years, and it's the uh, it's it's the Meteora, 
which is, I mean, how you had a, a fun way of describing it. Well, how would you describe well, the meteora it's body, an body shape? It's a It's like a, if a jaguar and an explorer had sort of a boring baby. It, it, it's, it's an offset for the uncommitted. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a pointier like jaguar. Yeah, and but um, not fully pointy, rounded uh, rounded points. Yeah, point pointier. Yeah, how about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but wait a second, this isn't this isn't new. Yeah, because they announced that body style in like 2018, uh, but it was a custom shop model. Right. They right. they released a, a a custom shop version of it in 2020 that cost. Oh, I don't know, eight thousand dollars. Yeah, and it was wasn't there a model of it in their alternative reality series too? There might have been. I um, I, I think, didn't get a chance to look that up. I but this so. is the first production model of this particular yeah. one, and it's dual humbucker. It's kind of their like we're this is we're modern now. Yeah, yeah. I bet it plays good. It, I don't know. I'm sure. I, I don't know. We I, we're definitely poo pooing, and this we we literally had a conversation about this where it's like. Old guitar players are ruining guitar because they don't like new body that's styles right. and they're do- they don't like anything that's innovative. <laughs> yeah. So here we are doing exactly that. Right. Right. Good for you, not for me. How about you know? That's you that's kind of other, the... other people should be more open to this than I am. Uh, uh, all right. Here's a hot take. Mm-hmm. SGs look stupid. Ooh. Spicy. I know. I've played one. I liked it. It definitely, they definitely feel kind of unique. They, nothing kind of feels like it, but they are one of those neck divey guitars. Very neck divey, and I don't like the points. I just don't like the points. I think it looks stupid. I don't mind a point. I don't mind it. Yeah, but it, I don't. I don't own one, and no. I, I don't see any reason to buy. Actually, I take that back. There is one. There's a white whale SG that I uh, I I have my saved reverb like All right. filter for. All right. Uh, it was it was released in the '90s. It only was out for maybe like two or three years. It's the SGZ, and it is a. Um, it only came in like two colors. It was like this verdigris kind of like pearlescent green, huh. and like a classic white. And it had uh, l- like split diamond inlays and a lightning bolt uh, stop bar. And the tailpiece. All right. All black hardware. It was like the coolest. Yep. And yep. they were, they weren't that expensive. They were less than a thousand dollars, but now because they don't make them, right. they're, you know, Texas with a dollar sign. Yep. So yep. if anybody out there has a classic white SGZ that they just are ready to get rid of, hit me up. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, I, I'd be so down. Yeah. You just did a thing about how you have millennials have dollars in their pockets and, yeah <laughs> ready to relive your, to burn relive that guitar you wanted in the 90s hey man yeah that's that's what that's what uh being an adult is all exactly. about exactly exactly right exactly right eating candy on a weeknight that's just that's it for sure when the kids are going to bed indeed so um don't have a bunch of housekeeping things as far as uh, things coming down the pipeline. The video uh, this week is not what we're going to be talking about this evening. Uh, I felt like it was time to do like a ground floor introductory situation about backing tracks. Mm-hmm. So that's what this week's video on the YouTube channel is about. And um, I did my best to cram uh, the most basic 
configuration for setting up backing tracks for your band uh, in into into five minutes or so. Cool. And I think I think I threaded that needle pretty good. Did you? So you went you went with your more rich solution than my pretty simple solution, right? No, I went with the bare bones like split stereo. All right, good. Out to the board thing. I I wanted to make it because if I had done the Ableton approach, first of all, I couldn't have because I don't understand it. (laughs) That's what Chris is for. Yeah, and I need to learn it. And even if you did, you couldn't do a five minute video on it. It would be twenty. It would. Uh, so yeah, it, it's basically the way that we did backing tracks up until uh, the Ableton uh, setup was implemented. Yeah. But like last week showed us, um, can't always rely on Ableton and the routing and all that stuff. So we had we had a nice little backup system yeah. and it worked like it always does. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Nothing else coming up uh merch is on sale if you haven't checked out any of the merch designs i did i did make a very stupid design that was literally just for me and like four other people uh there's this symphonic uh metal band called children of bodom which uh their lead singer i think he passed away a couple years ago but um i was drinking coffee and my uh my coffee pour like hot pot kettle is made by a company called bodum b-o-d-u-m yeah so i just made a i, I just mushed them together so it says yeah. children of bodum yeah but it's the uh coffee logo and um you can put it on a on a coffee mug in our merch store if you want might to. get sued who knows yeah well you'll cease and desist if they ask yeah but all that stuff's on sale if uh if you wanted something uh if you wanted a stupid shirt from our uh our designs you should go check them out where would the uh, where would the person who wanted to check them out go? Uh, you can just go to uh, coverbandconfidential.com or uh, we'll just put a link in the show notes hmm. uh, to the link tree. There you go. Because it's uh, it's right there. Perfect. Easy to find. Perfect. Okay. All right. I'll cut up. Now, I want to tell you guys a little tale about what uh, kind of fell in my lap over the past couple. Uh, couple of days so mike who is uh one of the bass players in our in our circle uh, i've i've known mike for over 20 years at this point we kind of we came up as uh young punks and um when he joined the group it was like a big value add because he's a very energetic and uh talented guy and um his performance has kind of elevated the uh elevated the band and he plays with a bunch of other groups uh, which is why we have like six bass players because he's he's a he's a busy dude. Yeah. And one of the things that he does is work with this uh, this other guitar player vocalist guy who does these things where he travels to um, I guess they're conventions of some kind. I, I I don't have the full story, but it's um it's a very cushy situation, and he threw my my name in the in the hat for some dates that uh, came up and. They're very lucrative dates. And I um I looked at my schedule and found a couple of them. Like we're talking like you, you it's a fly date, you fly out, everything is paid for, and um you you fly out on a Thursday, you play three nights in a row, you fly out on a Sunday, uh, and collect a very nice, you know, paycheck. So awesome. um yeah, and 
for me though it's it's definitely it's 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 unknown territory it's a you know i feel like we get kind of into i don't want to say ruts but like th- we we have lanes that we operate in totally that we're comfortable with yeah and um this is not one of those things it involves a couple of skill sets that i'm not uh super like well versed in and it's going to require a fair amount of uh prep work to kind of get them up so um this week i wanted to well hey, before you well yeah no, get ahead to this like uh, uh, tell us more about that what are the what is, what is the gig call for that you're not already prepared for um primarily there's well it's because because you're doing three nights in a row like each thing needs to be different uh-huh. so um one for some parts you're just doing like instrumental work so uh that's going to be some looping and looping is a thing that i have done but it's not a thing that i am super well versed in and so that's a component that i've got to like i've got to find uh, a night's worth of material that i can set up on a looper and just kind of play in the background kind of musical wallpaper um got to do some dinner sets got to find some suitable solo acoustic dinner music that's not the same as you know playing at a, at a bar and then i've got to find um a f- there's a full band component that's the third night that um has to kind of fit the room that we're playing in mm. so there's uh there's just a bunch of of things that uh i've got to work on and i want to take the honor of being considered seriously and i don't want uh my friend who was willing to uh, stick their neck out to vouch for me uh, for granted or make him look bad. So I want to, again, honor the, honor the opportunity and um, not, not screw up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make anybody mad. Yeah. It's good. So yeah, the, 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 the thrust of the conversation is, well, what do you do when an opportunity falls in your lap. How should you handle it? How should you navigate uh, unknowns or question marks? And um, what's the best way to conduct yourself in those situations? So, Dan, have you ever been in a situation where, like, somebody's kind of like thrown your name into into uh, into a project? You kind of found yourself somewhere that you hadn't anticipated or expected before. Yeah, you know, with my last project. Um, the clinky Lincolns, um, we had been playing clubs and bars and, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, out of the blue, somebody from out of state who was coming into North Carolina had, had family locally. was going to come here for their wedding. They'd rented a facility up in the mountains, um, Mm -hmm. asked us if we could play their wedding and we hadn't played a wedding before. None of us individually had with any other previous organization, it was like unknown territory for us, but this dude found us online, um, listened to, I'd put up, um, full audio of a gig. Like I had yeah. actually video recorded the whole show, but the video failed. And so all I got was audio. So I was like, screw it. I'll post it. So I posted a whole, the, the sound of a whole gig. Um, mm-hmm. and apparently he'd listened to it a bunch of times and loved what we were doing and, and whatnot. And, and like, was this random, really big fan that we'd never met from Virginia, um, nice. just to stay away. But Still, like, not in our market, not in our territory, just happened to find us online and really like us and came to us and said, hey, could you play our wedding? Um, and we conferred on the date and said yes, 
before contemplating what that would take. Um, I knew that I knew that it would take something, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't, hadn't really thought through what before we said, yes, we'd absolutely do that make a price for it and, and go, um, quoted, uh, you know, what, what seemed to me and actually in confirmation later, I believe it really was like a very reasonable on market price and they were happy to pay that. Yeah. Um, but then there was sort of figuring out what does a wedding show look like? What does that take? What, what, yeah. what, what, um, you know, what, uh, I guess we actually need a contract. We've gotten away without one all this time. I guess we need, um, just a, a whole range of things. And, uh, and we did have to figure it out out on the fly, including, you know, their request songs. And we had to learn, um, uh, just a bunch of, bunch of things on, 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 on the balls of our feet. And, um, and, uh, it was fun. It was fun to do and it was a challenge and it left us in a better place. Uh, but we had a lot, a lot to get stood up in not much time to have that happen. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, you, you may, you make a really good point in the fact that sometimes opportunity just kind of like falls in your lap and you have a, you have this, you have a choice to make. Yes. In your case, it was, do we play weddings? I'd like to play weddings. Yeah. If I want to play weddings, I need to learn how to play weddings. Yeah. So I guess we're going to, we're going to go for this. Yep. And members only had the same kind of thing before we even, we were even technically members only. Uh, we were just an 80, an eighties band that, uh, had a different name. Uh, we played some little bar, uh, you know, across town and this young couple came up to us and they said, Hey, do you guys do weddings? And I was like, we do now. It was literally like, I, it wasn't like, uh, yeah. I, d- I didn't hesitate. It was just like, yeah, 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 absolutely, for sure. Yeah. So we did, and um, they were our first wedding. Still together. We were at 100%. That's good. So are we. Marriage success yeah, rate. So are we. So are we. Um, now, um, did you did you let them know it was your first time doing a wedding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I think that's part of it. I think I think um, some people in the band wanted to to bluff like we were pros at this. And I just, I was unwilling to do that. And I just had him yeah. know, like, look, you know, this is something we want to be doing. We, we're in it with you. We don't know. We've, we've, yep. let's figure out how we're going to do it. Um, and you know, obviously I had, I had some resources. I had, um, um, some things to, to research about how to do that and, uh, and figure some things out, you know, including, Hey, you know, we need, we need some kind of green room space, some kind of changing room space something because yep. we're going to get there and set up and then the event will happen and then we'll be sitting around for a while and you know figuring out sort of the logistics of the day and thinking all that through when when do we get fed because we're going to be there a long time yep. and we'll be hungry when do we you know um sort of what's the expectation around time and and, and all of that stuff yep. um is just as important logistically as what what are we playing for your first dance uh yep um what are we playing for your dance with your dad you know all that stuff we had um we had a request um the bride's maiden name her former last name was Bennett and mm-hmm. so people her a nickname she had in high school was Benny and okay. so Benny and the Jets was like an important song to her so we 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 did cover that uh, at their request that was fun so uh they th- again they were they were huge eighties fans nice. and so they wanted us to do Earth Angel oh like from Back to the Future like Marty McFly did it sure. Exactly. So, um, and, and again, it was all, it was all 80s stuff. And th- at that point, the band had been together long enough that we had, the material wasn't the issue. Uh, and this was one of those things where it was like, 
when we did the first gig, Amber was not in the band, hmm. but she was by the time the wedding came around. And thank God she was because <laughs> of all the things that like I'm not skilled at logistics and like run of show for like ceremonies and things like that. I just don't have that. And she was like, she, she like jumped in and had, she, by the time, like we, we weren't even done with sound check. She was like, bing, bang, boom. We got it. Everything's all sorted. Mm. Everything's all figured out. Good. Uh, God bless her. Oh man. I was like, it, the, that gig was like, I made the right decision by <laughs> having my wife join this band. Uh, cause I would have been a complete wreck otherwise. Just in terms of, in terms of interfacing with the other things going on at the event or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, especially in that period of time, um, I didn't have my, my head around the anxiety just of being the person that is representing the group and the logistics of the sound guy and the back line and the traveling and it just like all the things that were going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit better about it now. <laughs> <laughs> just but from mostly because I'm I sure. delegated most of those things to uh, other yeah, people yeah, so yeah, that I, yeah. I can focus on the thing that I need to focus on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it just, it's the unfamiliar territory of it. Sure. You know, I'm a, I'm a person who, uh, it takes a while to process change and things. And I mean, part of my approach for even this, this particular, uh, this gig, these, these, this type of gig is, um, I really want to like pick this guy's brain. Hmm. What kind of music are you doing? What works? What doesn't work? Are yeah. there any like absolute no's? Are there like really well-worn yeses? Like I really want to know the yeah. things that work yeah. and not necessarily it's, it's, it's a, you have to kind of be s creative around. I'm going to recreate this cake this is the cake that they have at this event every single time. And they like this cake. There's a part of you that you could literally just go in and, and just, you know, put the same ingredients together and, you know, deliver that cake. Sure. Um, but also you have to find a way to make it a part of what you do yeah. and the things that make you unique. And so that's my, my priority is, figuring out the things that work and figuring out the expectations and all of that stuff. And then finding a way to put the things that I do uniquely myself and bring it to that, that gig. Right. Cause the question really isn't what do you do that works? The question is, what are you providing? What's, what's the, what's the problem you're solving here? Right. If, if the, if the need is dessert, well, cake's an answer. So is pie. Yep. Right. So find out what the, find out what the need is, find out what, you know, what you're solving for your hosts. And, uh, and then, yeah, there's all kinds of ways to, to deliver on that probably. Unless there's not, unless what they want is like, no, this is the, this is the right set list for this show. And then you just learn that set list. Right. And, and, and there's, and that's totally fine too. Yeah. But for me, it's all about communication. It's about level setting. It's about understanding expectations. It's, it's the communication component. Yep. Um, and I am a person that would prefer to over analyze and over communicate to make sure that I, because I've been on the other side of it. I've been, I, I think musicians in general are comfortable with the, oh, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. 
And we've all been at gigs with musicians who are just like, yeah, whatever. And the yeah, whatever doesn't always work. And if I'm being perfectly honest, it usually doesn't work. Somebody who comes into a situation like that with a, yeah, whatever, we'll see what happens, isn't going to be the person you want on those dates necessarily, you know? I will say this. Musicians who come with that attitude do have... I've noticed that they've developed a capacity for pulling stuff off. Sure. But is is it is it at the level of what preparation would give you? Is it, you know... Or is it certain to be pulled off the way it is if it's really thought through and planned out? No, yeah. No. The answer is no. It'll be something. It'll be fine, probably. But sure, and 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 there is something to be said about just talent. Yes. And 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 experience. Yep. Because musicians who have those things can go into a situation and improvise on the fly sure. to make things happen. Sure. But like you said, is that a better result than? preparation communication and you know level setting right i don't think so right probably not it can be it can be miraculous yes we've all been in situations where uh where things happen in the moment and they're they are electric and they are the magical thing for sure but you can't bank on those things the point of those things the point of miraculous is that it's unpredictable exactly yeah so I, I'm always looking for, for predictability. I'm always looking for, um, but also that's, that's a, to me, it's, it's being self-aware mm. and knowing this is my wheelhouse. This is my skill set. If I am venturing outside of these boundaries, I need to like, I need to put the work in. Yeah. Or the research. Or, or reach mm-hmm. out to support. You know, I think about I think about a band that's um, only ever played venues that have sound, mm-hmm. right? And then suddenly they get booked, or you know, somebody approaches them to do something that needs they they need to carry their own PA. Yep. Like wow, well that's that's something to get over top of. That's there's like it's, I, I I mean I, I know those bands. There's suddenly a ton to learn and a ton to figure out. And like, who do I reach out to? And can I just hire this done? And does that fit in my cost structure? And you know. There's, it's, I've seen people's eyes get really wide when you're in front of like, wait, you won't have a sound guy? What? You know, yeah. How, what? You know, similarly, you know, bands like mine that has carried a PA forever, like going into a venue that has sound is like, wow. All right. Let me figure out how that's going to work. There's somebody I have to talk to. I can't just drive my own sound from the stage. Why? Yeah. What? Why? You know? Um, or you just do what we do, which is like, fine, you, you take your side. I'll yeah, take my enjoy. side, but don't. We'll don't come ours. on my side that's right that's right in fact i won't let you <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so yeah i you know i i'm i'm excited about the prospect of um working through some stuff and and getting for me like the the solo acoustic thing i i'm kind of ambivalent about because i don't always love it mm. but i also think it's because there's a lot of stuff that i i just kind of do because i know it and it would be nice to have an excuse to like onboard a bunch of stuff that I don't normally do. Maybe the excitement of it, the, yeah. the uniqueness, the variety yeah, um, could kind of reinvigorate yeah. my feelings about those kinds of gigs. I mean, imagine like, all right, so you got a month to put together a jazz dinner set. 
Mm. All right. All right. Like, I, I'd be in for that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be something to try. The thing is, like, I really, I like singing that stuff. That was the, I was in show choir in high school. Right. So, like, we did all of the, all, all the classics. And, you know, that, at the end of last year, I, I played that one last solo acoustic thing. And someone was like, do you know any Sinatra? I was like, let's see. Yeah. And then I did, uh, uh, yeah, it was The Way You Look Tonight. Nice. Just because I, I found the I found the song and I opened it up. I was like, oh, these are chords I actually yeah. have under my fingers. Right. I, can, I can play these. Right. Sometimes you open those things up. You're like, nope. It's like, no. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no I, don't, I don't have enough pocket change for all these chords. I can't. <laughs> Not on the fly. Yeah, can't this get is to a, these. This, it's a sit downer. <laughs> for sure. No, sit down with a book. Yeah. 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 So, uh you know, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be some stuff there. And I was trying to get in touch with the guy today. Uh, he called me, I called him. It just, it didn't line up. So we'll, we'll try again tomorrow. And, um, I, I, I think this is just the, the way you need to handle things is, you know, go into it with an open mind, but also go into it with the mindset of, you know, somebody, somebody stuck their neck out for you. Yeah. Take that opportunity seriously and yeah. make sure that you honor, yeah. you know, d- them, them doing that. Yeah. And winging, um, winging it doesn't do that. No. The other thing I uh, wanted to note is that, you know, you were talking about, oh, well, we're do if I'm going to do a wedding, I need a contract and that kind of thing. We haven't talked about it mm. in a while, but if that is something that you're interested in doing and you don't have a contract and you're interested in what a contract may look like. There happens to be my band's contract sitting in the patron exclusive Slack channel. So for five bucks, you get access to that. And then, you know, a really smart group of, uh, of people who know lots of things that you can pick their brain about. Yep. I'm still working on a digital delivery system where I can se- sell that a la carte, but I'll tell you this, it won't be five bucks. Right. Right. So right. if that's something you're interested in, definitely do that. Um, and, you know, we always say it, send, send us emails if you have questions about stuff. I've got, I had a, I got a bunch of emails this week. Uh, people who were asking about gear stuff and um, just kind of general band things yeah. uh, have been kind of pouring into the inbox uh, at a higher clip than than normal. And I think it's just because things are warming up. For sure. Bands are kind of getting back out there. So there's uh, there's more information to uh, to gather. How about next week we do a rapid fire email ep- uh, episode? Well, in order to do a rapid fire email episode, we would need enough emails to justify exactly. that kind of thing. Exactly. So if you have questions that we have not discussed in recent episodes... Email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. DM us on the uh, on the Instagrams or the TikToks or any of the other well, you can't you know what? You can't DM people on TikTok. Hmm. Only if you only only if you mutually follow one another, which I kinda like if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. It's 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 way less uh weird to get emails or stuff. But I did want to note that um my friend from New Zealand, who I mentioned a couple of episodes back, hit me up. The uh, He was having an issue with his drummer. He fired the drummer. So he was like, here's my backing track setup since I fired the drummer. <laughs> and uh, we had a fun convo about that this afternoon. Nice. He actually got a sneak peek of that uh, that backing tracks video. He's like, hey, you might like this video then. So Nice. But yeah, it, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, as we have joked many, many times, we are shockingly 
available. So yeah, uh, hit us up. We'll we'll do a uh, we'll do a, a listener's choice episode. Maybe we'll we could we could also put, uh, we could live stream that one. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Huh, yeah, we've got that fancy uh, new Chiron style layout that it's we true. could use. It's true. It's true. So yeah, maybe we'll maybe we can do that for next week. Yeah. All right. But I will say that one, you know, if whenever this date happens, it's it's in May. I'll I, I'll be out on a Thursday. It'll be a travel date. Well, we'll figure it out. Where, where, I didn't ask where, where's it. Where's it to? The first one is in Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota, right? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, but it, it but it, again, it's a fly date. You know, yeah, could be anywhere. Productions provided. I could technically leave my guitar at home if I wanted to. Did rent you one? I won't. No, I won't do that. No. no. Nope. I like mine. That being said, I, I need to get the pots clean on this Taylor. The volume is real scratchy. Ooh. Got to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've done a flight date where they rented everything. I went with my vocal effects pedal is all I took. That was, that was, is that the, the San Diego uh, real estate? Uh, it was Van- Van- Vancouver actually. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could have been arrested for taking like protected wood into a different country or something. <laughs> Guess protected wood. Is it what's the name of that? Sites Law, C I T E S. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like Brazilian rosewood and those kinds of things. I'm not sure my six hundred dollar uh, seagull is made of anything that fancy, but well, actually, you would be repatriating that guitar because oh, that's it, true. It was Canadian came from Canada. That's true. That's true. I like that. Repatriated (laughs) Canadian guitars. That's right. It it had defected. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Any parting words? Any? Um, Do the things. Please do, guys. don't not do them. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I like like it. We had... Everything was nice and short, clean, ding, bang, boom, surgical, in and out. Tidy. I apologize for you guys who listened to this on like one and a quarter, one and a half speed. You probably didn't make it all the way through your, uh, your walk yet. So, <laughs> but right. I Find will say this, else. if you're, if you're looking for other things to listen to, I've mentioned it before, but I just got back into it because they went, I, I'm, I'm loving that all of these like exclusive podcasts are like unexclusiving themselves. Mm. But, um, the, uh, I, I'm a real big fan of Disgraceland. Jake Brennan, uh, who does, it's a true crime music podcast and there's like nine seasons of it. Uh, everybody from Taylor Swift to Cardi B and I did, I, I listened to one this morning about Derek and the Domino's, uh, wild story. And they were like, Hey, by the way, we're not going to mention Eric Clapton being, uh, saying a bunch of terrible racist things yeah. or, uh, any of this stuff that he's been talking about recently. We're talking about this two year stint about Derek and the dominoes. Right. And really then he was just a miserable drug addict. Right. And that's what we'll cover. Yeah. 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 Fun fact, the drummer of Derek and the dominoes murdered his mother. Neat. With a hammer. Wow. And a, yeah. Wow. Undiagnosed schizophrenia. Sure. No, that you'll have that. Don't, don't want to give the uh, spoiler alert. The spoiler, yeah, yeah. But um, and then there's also one. Uh, they, they do they do a bunch of there's uh, there's one called uh, so there's Disgraceland. There is uh, like a Hollywood focused one, uh, and then there's one called the Twenty Seven Club where they spend an entire season with one of the folks who made the Twenty Seven Club. The most recent one is AB Winehouse, and I'm currently on like episode four, and it's like wow. I totally forgotten about 
that whole thing. And I feel like that was like that era, that 2005 to 2008 deal was just the height of like internet celebrity culture. That was like peak Britney Spears meltdown. Right. Yes. And just the, the like, it was dark. It was a dark time. Dark voyeurism where like people were going to see Amy Winehouse because they were expecting the train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, and, is this the show where she collapses? Well, and yeah. and there were a lot of them, but it's this weird thing where it's like, you're giving the, you're, people, they, people went to a show to boo Amy Winehouse. Right. And like, the culture around that is so disgusting. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, and then just like all of the, all of the other things. It's, it's a sad but fascinating tale for sure. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm deep in a podcast now called Dead Eyes, which is okay. uh, by a comedian named, um, well, and something I can't remember, but um, he's a, he's a comedian and actor, and you know, been in a few things. Um, and it's about how he was cast in Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks personally fired him. Oh yeah, the guy with the with, he had the his, dead eyes watched his reel and said, "I can't, we can't have this guy. He has dead eyes." And that got back to him through his agent. So he's been like for twenty years, like, "What the? You know, do I have dead eyes? What's what's this about?" So it's like twenty episodes of he calls it um, serial, but about something totally trivial like no no one cares but you know it's 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 really fun actually it's it's pretty cool well and doesn't he get tom hanks in the last episode yeah he gets tom on and so i i haven't i've deliberately not spoiled my i just i kind of saw that that was the end game of the the podcast and but but um he's now had john ham on who he was in a play with in college and um what's her name who was the robot computer on uh the good place um janet um darcy Cardin. Darcy Carden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew her from uh, Upright Citizen Brigade, and um, but just about he likes. He's been connected with a lot of a lot of people, and um, so he's working his way to the answer of this mystery of why Tom Hanks, nicest man in Hollywood, fired him. From well, Band but of also think about that Band of Brothers show. Like the the cast in that was outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So David Schwimmer and uh, Jimmy Fallon was in yeah, it as yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, and this guy's part so, was tiny. This guy's had had three lines. Yes, sir. Would oh, you yeah. like some coffee, sir? Like that was his. That was all of it. But like he was next to all those guys, and who knows what it could have springboarded for him. And then the day before they shot, they kicked him out. So it's fun. It's it's been really. It's been, and the guys. It's not like bitter or you know, he has a sense of humor about it and he's just, he's just interested in what happened. Um, yeah, absolutely. Good times. All right. So we just did a really great job of telling you about all the reasons why you shouldn't listen to this podcast. That's the kind of podcast that we run. We are the, we're willing to sacrifice our own listenership for your enjoyment. That's right. That's right. Do it. All right. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in uh if you want to support us you can do all of the fun things that uh mr moskowitz is going to share with you otherwise that will do it for this week from atlanta i'm adam johnson from greensboro north carolina i'm dan wright you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of march 18th 2022 bye And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. 
On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and bag of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!